I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Before we start today, I'd like to encourage anyone looking for help with their digital marketing to get in touch with Site Visibility. Whether you have a burning digital marketing question or you're looking for an agency to work with, they'd love to hear from you. Give them a call, plus 44-1273-733-433, or you can fill out the form at sitevisibility.co.uk forward slash contact. Um, Alternatively, you can speak to Scott or Sean via the live chat function on the site. They'd be happy to help. Now, today I'm joined from New York by Richard Lorenzen, entrepreneur, investor, speaker, and the founder and CEO of Fifth Avenue Brands. Richard, how are you doing? Hey, Andy. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Have I pronounced your surname correctly, Lorenzen? That's correct. Fantastic. Well, let's start off. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself from Fifth Avenue Brands. Sure. So I'm the founder and CEO of Fifth Avenue Brands. We're a public relations firm based in New York City, and we specialize in doing media relations. So in other words, we help companies with getting media coverage. We help organizations uh, get more media exposure to, to grow their brand and grow their audience. And we specialize in working with companies in the technology space, the financial space, and also some uh, policy as well. So that, that's our bread and butter business. And what we focus on doing is we help entrepreneurs and, and public figures with building a, a bigger brand. It could be a company brand or a personal brand, mm. but building a bigger brand and, and growing their audience and their reach. Fantastic. Now, I want to talk about entrepreneurship many today. I'm going slightly off piece, but I think it's relevant because of the, what you do in your business. Um, mm-hmm. Now, you were 15, weren't you, when you started Fifth Avenue Brands? That's incredibly young. So you're also extremely impressive. <laughs> um, do, do you think entrepreneurs... A born, or is it something that can be learned? I'm just thinking of all those parents out there of teenagers who are probably a, a, about 15, and I'm just wondering if those parents can sort of like mm-hmm. feel okay if they don't go into something really interesting early. Is it something that can develop later? What What are your thoughts on it? So it's you know that's a super common question too that you know a lot of people debate. I do think that entrepreneurs are not born. Um, I definitely think there are some people who are born with certain character traits that may make it easier to be an entrepreneur. There are some people who are naturally, uh, you know, let's say more risk averse uh, or, you know, risk tolerant. In other words, um, some people who, uh, you know, maybe are natural born salespeople. But I do think that 
you know, being being a successful entrepreneur is not something that you're just automatically born with. I think it's something that anybody can develop mm. if you build the right skill sets. Um, I've seen people who are introverted become successful entrepreneurs. People who are extroverted become successful entrepreneurs. People from every different background, every different educational background. Um, so I, I do believe that entrepreneurs are, are not born and that, you know, anybody can become an entrepreneur to a degree if they're willing to build the skill sets and, you know, put in the work. Yeah. What do you think was the trigger that, that sort of got you started in this, this journey of, 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 you know, forming a business so early? Well, for me, I started really young. So, you know, I started my business when I was still in school. I was 15 years old. Growing up as a kid, I had always had an interest in, you know, I was one of those kids who was always looking for ways to make money. So I had lots of different businesses as a kid, you know, mowing neighbors' lawns, things like that. Um, so I was always interested in, in ways that I could build businesses and, uh, you know, make some money. Mm. But when I was 15 years old, I decided that, uh, you know, I really wanted to try to start my own business, uh, kind of like a real business, you know, uh, so to speak. So I started looking at how I could do that and what types of businesses I could start at, at my age. Um, you know, living in New York City, we're surrounded by, you know, there's a lot of entrepreneurship here. So I was always yeah. surrounded by lots of people who had, who had started companies. And I saw that and I, you know, I decided that I wanted to kind of try to be like that. And maybe I could be an entrepreneur like them. And given that it was at a time when digital marketing and uh, e-commerce were still relatively new, uh, I decided that maybe that was an area that I could try to start a business in. You know, I didn't have a lot of resources at 15 years old. But I did have a computer at home in my parents' house. I had an internet connection. Mm. So I started looking for ways that I could make money doing that. And that's how I stumbled onto digital marketing, which eventually became PR later on as I got older. But I stumbled onto digital marketing and things like web design. And I taught myself how to code websites. And that's where it all started. Uh, I realized that as I was learning how to do it, that I could actually market this as a service to small businesses who at the time, most of them weren't really on the internet yet. They weren't really sure if it was worth it to have a website or worth it to be promoting themselves online. This was you know, 11 years ago. Uh, so it was a totally different climate than it is now. But I started marketing this as a service and it, it started that small where I was just you know, one kid at home with a laptop mm. learning how to build websites and then offering that service to small businesses, local businesses. And we scaled organically you know, very slowly over the years. Started, we started very small, like I said, when I was a kid. Mm. Uh, but we just built incrementally from there into, uh, you know, where we are today. And that reminds me of another principle, because I know you've written quite a few. Well, we'll, we'll talk about your book as well at the end. Uh, but I know you've written lots of blog posts and you do lots of talks on this. And you just touched on something there that, that reminded me of something that I know that you've said, which is learning as you go and this whole concept of um, starting quite small and growing organically. I just wonder if you could, we can expand a bit on that. You know, I, I speak at a lot of schools now, and there's a lot of kids today. And now entrepreneurship has become such a trendy thing. Everybody wants to become an entrepreneur, especially, you know, in technology. Um, everybody wants to start a business. There's a lot of young people who want to start a business. And I speak at a lot of schools, and I meet with a lot of, of these young people who want to become entrepreneurs. And one of the biggest deterrents, it seems like when I talk to them, for, you know, why they don't do something sooner, take action and, and start a business. Mm is they feel that they don't know enough, you know, or where they don't have a skill that they could they could monetize. Mm. And I think one of the most important things you need to keep in mind is that in the beginning, you know, nobody starts out as an expert. Everybody needs to start somewhere. And there's really nothing wrong with 
choosing a space that you want to be in or a skill that you want to become an expert at and just starting wherever you're at and educating yourself, whether it's, you know, through a training program or doing it yourself through self-education. When I was 15, you know, I had absolutely, obviously I had no background in, in marketing whatsoever. Mm. I started checking out every book that I could on marketing and on advertising. I started learning from whatever resources I could get from the internet. And I taught myself everything that, you know, I used to build my company and, and to build an agency. So look at where you, and now with the internet, I mean, there's so much information that's free. There's so many free resources online that you can literally give yourself the equivalent of a bachelor's degree or maybe even a master's degree, just consuming uh, information online from other credible leaders in the space. Yes. So look at how how you can build skill sets yourself through self-education and, and start that way. You know, you, you don't need to start with a, a degree from a prestigious university. It's great if you do, but it's not required anymore. But look at the resources that are out there to educate yourself and start building a skill set. Yes. Uh, because nobody starts as an expert, you know, and in the beginning, you kind of have to learn as you go along. I would, you know, sign up a new client when I was 15 years old to help them market their website, maybe doing SEO or something like that. And then I would have to go and, and build my own skills and, and master it this way I can provide the service to my client. Uh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with learning as you go if, if you're really putting in the work to learn the skill and you're making sure that you deliver. That's fascinating, isn't it? I think there's a Japanese word. Is it kaizen or kaizen, uh, which is all about sort of growing incrementally, isn't there? Yeah. You know, I always tell people to, uh, you know, bite off more than more than you can chew and then learn how to chew. Um, yes. You know, as entrepreneurs, it's kind of what we're doing every single day. You know, when you're, when you're starting any company, no matter what your background or age is, when you're starting a company, you're always biting off more than you can chew and you have to learn how to chew. And, and that's how you grow. So you, know, you kind of have to be willing to step outside of your comfort zone a little bit and do that if you're going to make the progress you need to make to, to build a company. You also said something very interesting as well, which was um, think like a teenager. What do you mean by that? You know, I think a lot of people uh, overthink uh, the things that they need to do to build a successful business. Uh, sometimes they make it more complex than it needs to be. And I think I honestly think that it's sometimes better to be a little bit naive when you're first starting your business and to not know the things that don't work. This way you can try them. And even if you fail, you know, you'll learn through experience, but you'll eventually find the way that that does work. Yeah. You know, I, I think if I had started my company 20 years later, after going through a lot of the, you know, the situations in life where people tell you what works and what doesn't and what you can do and, and what you can't. I would have tried a lot less things. So I honestly do feel like it's, it's better to, you know, not know what doesn't work and to figure it out for yourself and mm. to try the things that, you know, the system tells you don't work and to prove it yourself or to find a better system. But it's, it's much better to be able to figure those things out on your own and to kind of go into it with a beginner's mindset, not being uh, narrow minded and saying, you know, I, I'm not even going to try this because I know it's not going to work. I've seen other people try it. I know it didn't work. Uh, it's it's better to kind of go in naive and, and just try new things for yourself and, and figure out what works yeah. and, and learn that way. Now, let's talk about transparency. Do you think it's important to be sort of honest with everyone around you when things go slightly wrong? Yeah, you have to, you know, whether it's uh, whether it's clients, whether it's, you know, people that work for you um, or anybody else, family, friends, you know. I think it, it takes a lot of pressure off of you if, you if you don't need the current, you know, constantly put up some kind of a facade for what you want to project versus 
what's actually going on. And that's not to walk around, you know, that's not to say you should just walk around talking about all the problems that you're facing and everything that's going wrong. You know, you don't want to put a negative spin on everything, yeah. but transparency is important so that you can define expectations. Uh, as a CEO of a company, a founder, as a leader, your job is to define reality for all the stakeholders that are involved, clients, employees, vendors, whoever else. Um, so you need that kind of transparency. This way, everybody's on the same page and you can make progress towards a mutual goal. Uh, so transparency is important. And that kind of sort of goes hand in hand with uh, sort of humbleness, isn't it? And not taking yourself too seriously, I guess. Sure. You know, one of the common expressions in business is never to believe your own PR, right? Yeah. So, you know, you kind of want to make sure that you know, even as your business grows and becomes more successful, it becomes even harder to do this. Um, but you, you kind of don't want to get carried away with all of the great things that, you know, maybe are coming your way or people are saying about you. Um, you know, awards press that your company is getting, you still want to, you still want to stay grounded and you want to stay focused on the little things you're doing every day that, that got you to where you are and that work, you know, don't just because your company reaches a certain level of success, don't become complacent and neglect to do the little day-to-day activities that really got you to where you are and are going to get you to the next level. You have to stay focused and, and keep doing the work day in and day out. Uh, rather than kind of getting complacent and resting on your laurels. So, Richard, you wrote a book, didn't you? I think it was last year, two, or the year before. Was it 2016? Um, yeah. Surge. Tell us about that. So I wrote Surge as kind of a guide. You know, I had, I had been speaking at a lot of schools about entrepreneurship, and I do a lot of speaking engagements as well at you know conferences and uh, entrepreneurship events. But I had been speaking at a lot of schools in particular and talking about how I started my company, and I was seeing, like I was saying, how many young people want to start a business, but for so many different reasons, you know, they feel like it's out of their reach, whether it's because they're too young, uh, they lack the confidence, uh, they don't have the skill set yet, they don't have the money, they don't have the connections, the family background, whatever it may be. Mm. There were so many reasons why they were feeling deterred and, and like they weren't ready yet. And as I'm sure you can relate as an entrepreneur yourself, there's really never a perfect opportunity when you're 100% ready to pull that trigger and start a business. You kind of have to do it. And like we were talking about before, learn as you go and kind of figure it out as you go along. So I I wrote Surge as a guide of sort for how I built my company. And it's a combination of tactical business strategies, like how to promote yourself, Mm. as well as even more important things like mindset. You know, you can have a great business plan, but if you don't have the mindset of an entrepreneur, you're not going to be able to really execute that plan fully. So how do you have the mindset that develops confidence? Um, how do you go out? How do you network and meet people? How do you develop the right habits and routines that will make you productive and set you up for success? So I took as many of those lessons that I've learned about over the years, the past you know nine or 10 years that it was at the time of doing this and tried to put it you know all into one book and kind of gear it towards Uh, newer entrepreneurs, whether you're younger or older, um, and kind of just give them a roadmap that I use that I found helpful and and just create as much value as I could for people who were looking for that kind of a resource uh, from somebody who's done it. Fantastic. We've covered a fair old bit today. If there was one sort of key takeaway for our audience today, especially our younger audience, or maybe the parents of our younger audience, uh, Richard, what would it be? I would say, you know, and it sounds cliche, but I, you know, I would really say if you want to start a business, just pull the trigger and do it. You know, you can't wait for the right time. 
Mm. You're never going to be 100% confident. And there's no such thing as a perfect idea. Um, you know, business is 99% execution. So decide that you want to do something and commit to it. Choose an idea. It could be, you know, any idea. You don't need to come up with the next Facebook or the next Uber. It, Uber. it, could, it could be any idea, but choose to stick to that idea, commit to it, execute it every single day consistently, and you'll figure it out along the way. You know, you, you'll find the money if you need the money. You'll find the relationships and the contacts and the clients and the mentors, but it all comes from execution and just making that decision and committing to it. Well, Richard, thanks so much for coming on. How can our listeners find out more about you, uh, your book, and Fifth Avenue Brands? They can follow me on Instagram at, at Richard Lorenzen. Uh, the book is available on, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, most major booksellers. Um, and they can also find me and Fifth Avenue Brands at fifthavenuebrands.com. Fantastic. And we'll put those links in the show notes. Thank you very much, Richard. And thanks to our listeners for listening. The show notes are at the usual place, sitevisibility.com slash podcast. Um, if you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review. That's uh, so that we can sort of, you know, help more people and uh, check how we're doing. Um, questions and suggestions. The email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can tweet at sitevisibility. We have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. That's all from me, Andy, and it's all from Richard. Thanks, Andy. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.